We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Atlanta, Georgia, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but maybe you're afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. It's No Holds Barred Radio, folks. And we have a special guest host with us, a very, very recurring guest host for many years on the show, the beautiful, the sensual, the who knows what she's going to say, Sammy Phillips. Hi, Sammy. Oh, oh my gosh, that is me, and hello, Bruce, and hello, TJ. And hello, TJ, for me, too. TJ, are you there? I'm here. Okay. I'm here. We're battling through some Skype issues, uh, but great. we'll get through it, I think. Okay. Mm. All right. Are we ready to go? I mean, we're, we're, we're on the air, okay. so yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Sammy. Party as will ever be, kids. Exactly. All right. Well, the party is about to begin. So everybody out there tuning in and listening to this time radio, join the party. Sammy, we got to go over just a little bit of UFC stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, the big show is this weekend, UFC 236. It's the second bout between Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier for the interim lightweight championship UFC title belt. Very exciting. I can't wait for this fight. It's going to be very, very cool. And I know a fight that everybody is looking forward to is Israel Adesanya and Kelvin Gastelum. That I am very excited for also. Lots of great fights coming up on the pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, Not much else to report. We'll talk next week about how the fights turn out. But everybody, if you're a UFC fan, tune in because the fists, the punches, the leg kicks, the takedowns, they are going to fly this weekend at UFC 236 in Atlanta, Georgia, where I'll see you from. Another little bit of uh, UFC news. I'm sorry to see this. I hate to see this. I really do, but TJ, as you well know, UFC's TJ Dillashaw has been hit with a two-year suspension for failing a drug test before his January 19th fight against Henry Cejudo. Now, the test was positive for EPO, which is a synthetic hormone that's considered a cleaner alternative to blood doping, um, and that is what the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency has announced. Two years, TJ, two years. How is that going to affect TJ Dillashaw's career? I mean, it's obvious, I mean, but how's it going to affect it? Is- I, I don't even think the inactivity is necessarily the issue that's going to affect him. I mean, TJ has been screaming from the mountaintops that he's a clean athlete. And, you know, his arch nemesis and rival, Cody Garbrandt, has said, you know, contrary to that. And uh, 
I, I saw a, uh, a tweet that came out prior to the second fight where Garbrandt straight up says to Dillashaw, is the EPO getting to your head? And lo and behold, look what he tests positive for. So uh, I don't know. He, he's got a lot to go through. Two years, um, you know, inactivity, I think, is is a burden for any uh, athlete. But beyond that, he's got a lot of answers, I think, to sort of come up with uh, during this time. And uh, hopefully he can get back on straight and narrow and, uh, you know, win some fans back over. And I hope so, too. And you're right. There's a lot of controversy here. One of the main questions I have is the fact that the USADA organization has been so strong in testing these our UFC athletes for many years now. And TJ fought recently, and he's been testing clean. And then suddenly, with all this controversy, knowing you're being looked at through a microscope, to if, if you were any involvement personally in allowing this to happen, not a smart move. Not a smart I, move. I mean, he, here's my thing, Bruce. I don't know how he wouldn't have any knowledge of it. You have to inject EPO. Mm. You can't take it in a tainted supplement or any form like that. So if EPO is showing up, yeah, you, you got to probably know what's going on. And beyond that, I think his response to this is largely shown, you know, what's going through his mind. He didn't fight this at all. He didn't really, uh, you know, have a, an argument as to what happened. He accepted his punishment, relinquished his title. And, uh, you know, I, I think that says a lot right there. Why, why couldn't he have just said that he thought it was something else? Because everybody, uh, well, everybody not, you're says not, that. <laughs> well, you're, you're not supposed to inject anything. So if he thought it was something else, he was also injecting something else that wasn't good. Yeah, so. and as an athlete, when you're doing that to yourself, if you are doing it to yourself, I mean, obviously you want to ask, what the heck am I doing to myself? You know, this is not this is not a case, Sammy, where somebody can say that I got tainted meat, like in Canelo's case, or I was given something I shouldn't have been given, like in John Jones' case. This is a direct result of a injection, which unless you're asleep or out for the count or drugged out, you know, into a sleepless state, there's no way you're going to know if it's being, if you're yeah, being injected. I, mean, you know. I, I take it back, Bruce. I guess maybe he could have thought it was a vitamin yeah, like B12 a vitamin shot or something. But, 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 but here's my thing. At, at this point, when you're that high level of a fighter, you, you, if you don't know everything that is going in your body, then you are the most trusting person on the planet. And I've got some, you know, beachfront property to sell you in Nebraska. Yeah, I have to say that's true. And I've always found TJ to be an intelligent individual. You know, when talking to him, I've always liked TJ. I still do, of course. Um, but this is a tragic situation. I use that term tragically because to be loss of income and and to have now people questioning you as an individual from the way you've been saying and stating yourself, not a, not a good position to be in. And right now, every athlete out there, whether in UFC or otherwise, where USADA is involved, there's no room for error. There's no room for chances. There's no room for anything other than the straight and narrow of what you're supposed to do positive. So uh, to, supposed to do positive to not test positive, shall we say. So in this respect, we'll see how this pans out. I'm very sorry to hear this. Um, very sorry to hear this for many reasons. All right, now we move on. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson has stepped down as the president of the Lakers organization. Obviously, has a lot of work with the Dodgers. Magic is a multifaceted businessman involved in tons of different businesses. I've always enjoyed and liked Magic Johnson as a man, an individual. Um, very interesting. So he, he even claims he stepped down without even informing Jenny, Jeannie Buss that he was stepping down. So it's a very, very sudden decision. This has a big hold of the Lakers. I, for base, basketball fans out there, um, 
they missed the playoffs in the first year LeBron James came on in the purple and the gold. I don't know if that had involvement in this decision, but what can I say? Things change in business and in sports. You know, it's funny because I read the headline, Magic Johnson leaves Lakers, and maybe I've been under a rock for many years, but I'm like, didn't he fucking leave the Lakers like a long time ago? <laughs> yeah, he left. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the first time goes way back. Yeah. Um, to, you know, after his diagnosis for the mm-hmm. HIV virus. Yeah. And then, yes. and then he tried to play, Say, play afterwards, and it just didn't continue. And he, and he was done on basketball way back in the 90s, Sammy. Sa- Sammy was just making sure she didn't accidentally take the DeLorean to work. Yeah. <laughs> there, you that's, know what I'm saying? Back there, in time. Back to the future, babe. Yep. There's a throwback. Yeah. Sammy, are you familiar with the, uh, the singer called The Weeknd? Yeah. He, okay. The minute he cut his hair, he got exponentially cuter to me. But go ahead. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Well, that's personal preference on your part and easily understood. Um, right now, one of the big things I got involved in recently, you know, I'm always looking for other avenues for my announcing and hosting and spokesperson capabilities. And I entered the world of esports last year doing three big tournaments uh, surrounding the Fortnite game, surrounding uh, other games. And the prize money is anywhere from the tens of thousands to the millions in esports. And now big people are going in esports. Well, the weekend is now gunning for esports supremacy. He's bought an ownership stake in one of Canada's biggest gaming franchises. Uh, it's called the Overwatch team, the Toronto Defiant. They're one of the top teams on the planet. And when I say team, Sammy, if you're not familiar with this and our listeners, celebrities and otherwise are on different teams. Um, and kids, of course, which make up the most of the teams, and they compete in video game competition. Uh. Granted, yeah, it's big. Uh, you should see the elaborate set that I was on when I did this. It's cost $10 million, the set, to be there. They're putting huge money in it, and Fortnite has dedicated $100 million in prize money this year for the eSports tournaments that are about their game, Fortnite, which we're going to get into a little bit more in a second. Uh, By the way, uh, there are actually college uh, universities that are offering scholarships to, well, I guess you would call them student athletes, but, uh, you know, people that want to go to school on a scholarship based on, you know, their abilities in the gaming world, there are opportunities and avenues there that weren't there before. So uh, while you and I can argue what is and what isn't a sport all day long, Bruce, uh, if you got a college education from your love of Fortnite, that's pretty pretty special that's pretty special you can imagine sammy sitting down playing eight ten hours a day a video game but making yourself six figures a year or seven or five I think that's the dream of every teenage male well you're right uh that's the that's the dream of every person if i can just not have to get out of bed and play video games and you give me a million dollars doesn't matter if you're a teenager. Sign me up. Let's go. Yeah, you know what? If someone said, here's a million dollars to play Candy Crush, which I exclusively do on the toilet because that's really the only time that I have for it. But I spend a lot of time on the toilet. But um, if someone actually paid me to do Candy Crush, I think I would have a heart attack. Well, Candy Crush. I'll pay. I'll pay you to stop telling that story. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds, sounds to me like you're you're playing Candy Crush while you're crushing. Oh, sorry about that. Oh. Okay. oh. Um, the week the weekend is just the latest of mainstream sp- uh, star to buy into an esports franchise. Because get these names: Michael Jordan's bought in, Drake is bought in, Magic Johnson again in the news is bought in, and Rick Fox, the other ex-Laker, has Rick. bought in also. 
Um, it's huge, and people are, are making big money. I know that you know we've talked about on the show the Henry and Rupert are into Fortnite. I've talked about the issues it's created in the family atmosphere, as I'm sure other families are going through with their kids not just having their face in their phone screens or video screens or incessantly playing video games. But you're familiar with Logan Paul, correct? Logan Paul, the, the young uh, social media influencer that's making gazillions of dollars at age 24 or whatever he is being an influencer. Um, this, is, this is a man that has put out a lot of videos that I'm not really – a big fan of many of the videos he's put out. I've met him. He's he's very cool. He's very respectful. I had a good time when I met him. But he was on TMZ recently, and here's a guy that was preaching Fortnite, playing it the whole bit. This is what Logan Paul said. Now remember, this is a man that is worried that Gen X is producing a population of addicts. So he's sounding like a parent here. He says that Gen X is producing a pop a population of addicts in the grips of something that is much more dangerous than drugs or alcohol. And he's talking about the kids that are addicted to the Fortnite video game and other video games because they're producing serious addicts. And he said it doesn't end there. The next thing in video game, because I'm working on reestablishing the Ready to Rumble boxing video game, and you probably already know this, but VR is the future of video games. Are you familiar with what that is, Sammy? Yeah, because the Oculus Rift glasses that they use in video games were the the original we basically the adult industry basically took the video gaming goggles and applied it to porn and therefore we have virtual reality porn and uh most notably use those glasses porn and video games and virtual reality a lot of addicts. i don't know if it's a, i don't know if it's an addiction but i'm just saying like that's every teenager's, I mean, needs and desires right there, all taken care of. So no, imagine, no wonder no one's going to work was, and doing real I was going to say, things. imagine if you could get paid to do porn and play video games. Well, that's going to open up a whole new step of fantasy from reality. Um, <laughs> Logan worries that the VR move, which again, for the, a real nutshell to put it in, these are glasses you wear where you actually are not looking at the game and playing with the game. You're actually... Bruce, 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 people know what virtual reality is, man. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to tell no, you no, not no, to no, the explain people, it, but like, people, it's so commonplace at this it, point, it's crazy. It is commonplace, but we have a demographic that listens to our show that's over the age of 60. I know this for a fact because of some of the fan bases, such as Mama Buffer. She doesn't know what VR is. I'd have to explain it to her. For the benefit of those that don't know, they're glasses you wear where you actually physically look around and you're within the video game. And you're actually playing within the video game. So it's like you're in a real 100% fantasy world. You can't even see the people around you in the room in which you're playing. It's okay, like and then when fantasy. you wear them in porn, you are 100% that penis that is driving, drilling women and orgies and all of it and it's you can turn all the way 360 degrees all the way around and you are the porn movie you're actually having sex with the vr yes like wow. it's like you look down at your penis you look up your penis you i i don't know i believe that if you move it moves well like, are you okay we got to take this a step further uh how, try to word this correctly when you say look down, so when you're in the game and you're playing this VR porno game, are you looking, If you're, let's say your individual named Tom, Tom's playing the game. When he looks down, is he looking at his member 
or the member. There, oh my God! Do I really have to explain He's this to you guys? At the member no. of the guide in the actual porn. But got it. Got it. So he's the so the, okay. So so to clarify something that Sam's talking about. No, you can't move. You can turn your head and see stuff 360 degrees, but when you move, the the guide doesn't move. Um, it, it, it's a it's a it's a POV film. Got it. Got it. Um, where you can turn your head around and see whatever you want right. to see from that point of view. It's shot with a 360 camera. Okay, but what they need to do is um, take it a step further with the technology, like how they have, oh, like real dolls that you can manipulate through your computer keypad and put it this way. So a guy could put a sleeve on his penis and a girl uh, on her computer can maneuver that sleeve as if it's her vagina. Mm. And then in and backwards, um, an apparatus can be inserted into a woman and the man can control it on his end. Or maybe you could just go to the bar, have a couple drinks, meet someone, and then, you know, let nature take its course. Yeah, but that's easier said than done. Well, I know for one thing. Um, okay, fine. Swipe left or right, whatever that means yeah. to get the people to come to your house. Exactly, whatever whatever it takes. But I, you know, I can see where there's a market for this. Just like there's a market for the mannequins that are, you know, virtual sex mannequins or whatever, whatever the proper term is. But I'll be on. I'll be well. I'm always honest. But I'll tell you right now, I'm not playing the game. I don't need to play the game. I have no interest to play the game. But there are plenty of people out there that are going to play that game. Let's go on to the next story. I got to ask you a question, guys. If you have a storage locker, you know, like you see on these shows, pickers, uh, storage wars, all that stuff. If you have a storage locker that's got valuable mementos of your past history, let's say if you're a professional athlete, wouldn't you know about it? Wouldn't you be aware of it? Wouldn't you keep up the bills to protect it? I mean, wouldn't you think you would be that way? No. Yeah, but the, the, the reason those things get abandoned, though, is, is usually someone just completely forgets to pay the bill. Well, they yeah. fall in harder times. They pass away. Um, I, I don't think – like these reality shows seem to, to present it like people are just neglectful and wasteful. I think for the most part there's a lot more to it. And also uh, half the time I don't think any of that stuff is real. It's all planted. No, on the shows, yes. On the shows, yes. But there's a case here. We all know who Terrell Owens is. You know, the, the famous baseball, yep. uh, baseball, listen to me, the famous NFL player. Okay, he's a Hall of Famer, right? He just got noticed that items in his old storage unit in Atlanta were auctioned off because, like you said, TJ, he stopped making payments to the company, like a custom bust of him, old playbooks, autograph helmets, cleats, even a copy of an NDA uh, that the NFL gave to people that, you know, supposedly they're thinking went to parties. Some of this stuff is valuable because Terrell Owens, uh, you know, is a very well-known athlete. I'm sure there's a good value to a lot of his memorabilia. But anyway, he's upset because he wasn't given a heads up before his valuables were sold. And now he wants to get in contact with the current owner to reclaim his memories. Uh, which is a guy who owns a used furniture shop in Griffin, Georgia, who says he's more willing to give it back to its rightful owner. What I'm saying is, is that for me personally, yeah, granted, people stop paying the bill, it's junk, but if you've got a valuable stuff in there, but so valuable that now you want it back because you weren't notified, I don't know, I think that's up on yourself. I think you should be aware uh, of what's happening, and if you don't pay your bill, then it's gone. Well, I'm sure he signed a contract to basically state that when he wanted to put his stuff into storage. So, 
Probably very little recourse. Yeah, probably very little. Who's a Jeopardy fan here? Everybody should be. Yeah. I love Jeopardy. Sammy, you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I, you know, I am too, and I'm I'm sorry to hear that Alex Trebek is suffering from something that will, you know, obviously possibly or potentially shorten his career because he's such a great host of that show, a show that I would love to host as well as a thousand other people. Um, the professional sports better James Holzhauer. He just set a single day record for winnings on an episode of Je- Jeopardy. His cash winnings were $110,914, which shattered the previous record to 77000 by Roger Craig. That's pretty darn good. And he's a sports better. That's what cracks me up, too. He's a 34-year-old Las Vegas resident, and he won a whopping $244,365 during his four-day winning streak on Jeopardy. Very cool. Congratulations. So he, he's a real sharp. Uh, he is a shark. There's no question. If he makes money. And- no, no, a sharp, a sharp. You know, they say the sharps are going to go ahead and, you know, switch the money line and make they, they know something. They're sharp. Oh, They're smart. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, we'll see. You never heard that term before? No, never have. Never have. Oh, never man. Have. I figure I figured that would come up multiple times hanging out with Anik. <laughs> Could be. Definitely. Well, Jeff Bezos and his wife uh, or his wife, Mackenzie, his ex-wife, Mackenzie, um, the divorce is official. Hundred thirty seven billion dollars to be spread amongst the two. That's crazy. $137 billion. Now, let me ask you a question, TJ. If you got divorced, you were worth $137 billion. Would it bother you if you lost $68.5 million of that? Or $68.5 million or billion? $69.5 billion. Would it bother you to give up out of your $137, $69.5 billion of that $137 billion? Or would you still be happy with your $69.5 billion? My brain can't even wrap my head around what one billion actually means, so uh, I think I'd be fine. I think I'd be fine, too. Sammy, you'd be fine, right? I'm always fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So now the uh, State Department is warned. I, I have to pay attention to this because I travel so much. Um, TJ, you start traveling internationally, you probably will, too. But the State Department has warned that Americans – are at a kidnapping risk in 35 nations now, including parts of Mexico and Africa, um, which we've been aware of before. So the countries have been updated to include the following. A lot of them Africa. I'll just see what here that we may go to in the UFC. Many countries in Africa, Mexico, Nigeria, Lebanon, Kenya, Trinidad, Tobago, Turkey, Uganda, Ukraine. Ukraine, a Russian-controlled eastern Ukraine. Venezuela. I can see us going to Ukraine. I can see us going to Venezuela. Uh, just one more country to worry about. You got to worry about wherever you go. But they just released that thing. Um, another thing in news: criminals not always as smart as they maybe make themselves out to be. Um, obviously, because they get caught or whatever, they, or just because they're doing what they're doing. But minutes after being released from jail, a Florida man was arrested. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. A, a Florida man was arrested in the parking lot of the jail he just got released from, right? And he was a free man for 15 minutes until he was arrested again. So Casey, unbelievable. Casey Michael Lewis, he's a free man for 15 minutes. He wasn't even leaving the grounds of the jail. He was released from St. Lucie County Detention Facility down in Fort Pierce, Florida, right? He'd been being held on a grand theft auto charges. So now he gets out of the jail. He starts walking around the parking lot, acting suspicious, checking vehicle doors, Surveillance info, uh, surveillance video showed him doing this. The arresting officer said in an affidavit that when Lewis was approached and questioned, 
He was finally arrested, and he gave the officer a brown paper bag with items for the vehicle, which included an iPhone 7, four packs of cigarettes, a lighter, a Visa debit card, a Florida driver's license, and $547 in cash. Enjoy your new stay in jail, my friend. Enjoy your new stay. It's so stupid. Ah, it's weak. It's ridiculous. Now, this is a little horrific. These are crime stories, okay? Aaron Frazier was, was excavating behind his childhood home in Jackson, Florida, part of a renovation in 2014. He discovered human remains, right? The remains and skull and bones were of his mother, Bonnie Heim, who had been missing since 1993 and whose body was never found. So they find out in the past that she and her husband had marital problems. There's nothing that's been set to this or been arrested yet. But here the son, years later, Years later, after 1993, whatever this, 7, 19, that's 26 years later, he's doing things around the home his mother lived in, and he finds his mother buried in the backyard. I don't even I can comment on this. No, that's, that's the most horrific thing I've heard in a minute. Like, how do you just stumble upon that and not have it destroy your life? Yeah, exactly. God knows what he's gone through during the time his mother's been missing or whatever, whatever happened. It's crazy. A right, little health talk. We're going to move on from this. Um... Do I, both of you eat deli meat, TJ? No, I'm a vegetarian. Okay, you'll like this story. Well, you won't like the story, but you'll like the story because you are a vegetarian. TJ, are you a big deli meat eater? I'm talking about meats that are, uh, you know, what do they call them? Uh, processed meat. They're salted, smoked, cured, fermented, uh, you know, otherwise proce- processed for well, preservation. But- th- there, there's, there's a... There's a different variety of deli meat. Are you talking about like the prepackaged meat that I buy at the store and throw it in my fridge? Or do I go down to the deli and ask them to shave, you know, a pound of turkey for me? Not number two, number one. That's the uh, processed meat that's packaged. Includes like hot I, hot dogs, ham, bacon, turkey, bacon, corned beef, you know, things like that that are prepackaged. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll eat some of those things, you know, a handful of times each year, but it's not a staple of my diet by any means. Well, they, they just came out with another study and everything. Um, they see a 4% risk of cancer if you only consume even 15 grams a day, which could be a single slice of ham on a sandwich. So this has always been worried about, but now they're bringing it out that the kind of cancer that's very effective towards uh, that it could cause is correct, uh, excuse me, uh, colorectal cancer, which is colon cancer, right? So packaged foods. Again, I'm not a packaged food eater. I, I try to avoid it at all costs. Um, obviously I'm walking the desert and I've got, you know, three ounces of water and a package of ham, I'm eating it, but I'm just not a packaged food eater. And we know that Sammy's not cause she's a vegan. Very good. No, I'm a vegetarian, a vegetarian, vegetarian. So you'll eat salmon or some fish once in a while. No, no, uh, that's a pescatarian. That means you eat fish. So I eat zero meat, chicken or fish. And I actually had an argument with a guy friend the other day who told me like, isn't chicken meat and isn't fish meat? And I'm like, no, chicken's a chicken and a fish is a fish. Does it all fall under the category of meat to you guys? Meat. Got it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, meat, meat is something that is taken from a living animal that is muscle and that's meat. Okay, that's literally what he said to me. And then I told him, no, that's bullshit. A fish is a spine. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> At that point, I just wanted to argue. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but you love to argue, Sammy. I so, know. All right, next, next health tip here. We've heard, that an, 
we've heard that an ounce of alcohol a day has been said for many years. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger early in his career used to say, you know, an ounce of alcohol is good for you. Um, they've been told that moderate drinking can prevent strokes and other diseases and conditions. But another new study that was published in The Lancet links even low levels of alcohol consumption with increased blood pressure that can lead to strokes. So now they're saying drinking one or two glasses of alcohol a day may increase the chances of having a stroke. They get a little more detailed here when they state that one to two drinks a day increase stroke risk by 10 to 15%. Four drinks a day, which could be even four glasses of wine, increase the risk of having a stroke by 35%. And one drink was defined as either a small glass of wine, a bottle of beer, or a single measure of spirits, which would be a shot. So no matter how you cut it, and I've been doing a lot of looking into this myself, I'm not a big drinker. I do enjoy wine. If I have a drink, it might be you know a little scotch once in a while, but I'm not a big drinker, and I'm glad I'm not. And I'm actually getting farther and farther away from taking any kind of alcohol consumption at all because I've tried, I've looked at it, I've thought about it, now I read this. There's really nothing that's beneficial health-wise from alcohol beyond whatever you enjoy in your recreational time having your drink or two as we all do but so what this this recent study disproves everything that they said prior yeah or is it possible that there are some good benefits and also negative benefits i'm reading this through and it seems like i just can't find any positive benefits they're all talking about because they say it's been previously suggested that moderate alcohol intake could reduce the risk of stroke or heart disease now they're saying that's not the case um, but who's saying this? Who? Who? The re- a recent study in a thing called The Lancet, which I guess is a medical guide of sorts. Well, who, who did the study? This is an article that was on the health uh, section of CNN, CNN News. Yeah, but I mean, we don't know who did the give actual me, study. Me, me it's being processed or it's being you know published there. I mean, I don't know. The, the problem is this. When I was a kid, you couldn't eat eggs and then everyone wanted you to eat eggs. And then it was, you know, milk in moderation. And then it was, you know, milk does the body good. And then it was there's Coffee. too much milk fat. You know, yeah. Coffee's I mean, good for you. Coffee's bad for you. Coffee's good for you. Right. Yeah, I know. It, Bottom line, everything in moderation. Everything in moderation, everything. I agree. Because you're right. Whoever said the thing about the coffee, I think it was you, Sammy. Yeah, you, one day you read it's good. Next day you read it's bad. Next day you read in California, they're putting warnings on the labels of all coffee. I don't know. There's just all the different studies. To answer your question, uh, one of the departments was the Nofield Department of Population Health at the University of Oxford. The other one was Peking University, the Chinese Academy of Medical Sciences, along with the University of Oxford, and they discovered the impact of alcohol on stroke by following 500,000 Chinese people for 10 years. That's where the study comes from. So it sounds like a pretty serious study. So we'll see. Uh, We don't know how much Chinese people drink. They might be drinking boatloads. Maybe. Who knows? So I don't know. It could be, a, and also too. I it mean, it could be a hereditary. Th- th- it could be, you know, environmental. Right, right. I don't know. L- let's agree. Like cigars, they're probably bad for your health, right? Oh God, yeah. yes. God, yes. Right. So, so how cancer, old did George? Cancer, how, how, yeah. How old did George Burns live to be? And did you ever see that man without a cigar in his hand? There's no. You're absolutely correct because he lived in his 90s, and my grandfather lived till he was in the area of 88, if I'm not mistaken. 98, excuse me. 
um, and he smokes cigarettes every day. I am not condoning that. I do not condone smoking cigarettes. We all know Me it's neither. horrible for you. But yeah, there's are exceptions to the rule. I mean, my, my point is this. We are all susceptible to certain things and the threshold until those things, you know, mess with me, maybe uh, lower or higher than it is if they mess with you. And it's good to be aware of studies like this. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is everything in moderation. If you notice something that your health has been affected by, go see your physician, but don't live in fear. Well, no. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to live forever. You know why? My my, I posted a picture on my Instagram, Sam's Pajama Party. If you guys didn't see it yesterday, did you see it yesterday? Uh, no, I haven't, Sam. I've been, I've been on social media since uh, yesterday. Okay. Uh, it is a picture uh, showing my spelt body for 53 which I do not work out. I don't do anything healthy except eat vegetarian food. And I wrote body by beer, weed, and coffee. Oh, excuse me. I did see that. I found that adorable. I think I even loved it. I put okay, my that's little- what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm probably pickled, preserved, uh, mellow at the, all the same time. And I like George Burns, I'm going to live forever on beer, coffee, and weed. And how about, I know you're a big weed smoker, Sammy, and yeah. enjoy your you know, edibles and everything. How about CBDs, Sammy? You know, that's a big thing that's happening. CBDs, are you, do you do any CBDs at all? No, I just do the THCs because, well, yeah. you know, you, you know, there's CBD and marijuana, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if she's, if she's smoking weed, you're doing CBD. She's all, yeah. you, right. Yeah. Correct. So you are, in essence, you are. So yeah. we talked about it in the show before, but you know, CBDs are everywhere, you know, shampoos, Body oils, gummy bears, dog treats, uh, you name it, it's out there and it's getting more. Corona's put a half billion dollars on the table to make CBD-infused beers, water now with CBDs. And Have you ever Coca-Cola, heard— Didn't Coca-Cola do it too? Uh, Coca-Cola is on that move also. There's a future move there too. I got some other information I can't talk about on the show right now. But have you ever heard of Bliss Water? Bliss Water, yeah. have you ever heard yes. of that? Yes. Yeah, they have a regular water, very— uh, fantastic water they also have a cbd water one of the more successful people this is the kind of company out there out there i predict that will eventually be bought out by coca-cola or pepsi just like you know other companies are bought out um this is a very big future thing and i'm just hinting i will have some big announcements for the show probably within the next 60 days regarding the cbd world um and let's see here sammy have you gone to see any movies lately have you seen the mule with clint eastwood funnily enough so I had a date last night. Ooh, let's hear it. What a, and come on. it's an old friend of mine who I've been hanging out with again. Mm. And um, he came over and cooked four women dinner. Nice. And then two women and myself got in my bed with him and we watched The Mule. Oh. One of yeah. the women... Um, is Brazilian and she was like, oh, I want to see the moon. I would love to see the moon. Can we watch the moon? So we we're like, yeah, we're watching the moon, bitches. So yeah, the moon is fantastic. Really good. Isn't it amazing? I'm, I'm giving it, I'm giving the mule a seven and a half out of 10. I had a seven, but a seven and a half. Usually movies, I, you know, give eight or nine. Directing and acting at 88 years old yeah. Isn't, isn't he amazing, Sammy, Clint Eastwood? He is amazing. Um, and I I just, 
he did such a phenomenal job. I had so much respect for that movie, and he really played that character well. You had a lot of compassion for him. Um, I just loved it. I loved it. Yeah, there was a lot of compassion for the family, the relationship with his wife. I yep. highly recommend this movie. But let me tell you know our audience out there, again, we have a very wide demographic of listeners all over the world. Don't look for shoot 'em up Clint, this, that, and the other. This is a real movie with a story, with characterization and script based on a true story. Yeah. Right? Based on a true. That's all I'm going to say. It does involve, we all know, well, not we all, but what people out there are wondering, the mule. No, it's not a mule as in the animal. A mule yeah. is, in essence, somebody who is hired to transport drugs knowingly or unknowingly. They're called mules. And... The story is about a man down on his luck financially, um, wanting to support himself and his family, who turns this in his 70s or 80s as depicted in the film, and then you can take the rest from there. Very well done. And if you love Clint Eastwood or you're a fan of Clint Eastwood, there's no way you cannot see The Mule. So enjoy it, folks. Enjoy it. i got to go over a story here um, to benefit TJ because he loves the fact when I end on a good note, as I love the fact when I end on a good note. Um, this is very interesting. Let me, let me, I'm not going to read the title. I just want to go through this. Okay, so follow me. Matt White, a Memphis man, uh, some, went out for one day. Something very special happened to him. He was shopping at his local Kroger store when a teenage boy approached him, who at that time, back in 2014, was a 16-year-old teenager named Chauncey Zone, Jones, who came to the, quote, rich people's Kroger, hoping he'd get something to eat. So Chauncey asked Matt if he could help him with his grocery bag to his car, all he wanted in return was a pack of glazed donuts. So Matt was very taken by his request, but he chose to help Chauncey in a bigger way. He took him back in the store. He brought a bit of everything from toothbrushes to cereals for Chauncey. It was a shopping spree that they both had fun on. He also took Chauncey back to his home and did all he could to support the teen. And um, then Matt shared the story on Facebook, and the story went viral. And basically he said, I just met the most inspiring person ever. His name is Chauncey Jones, 16-year-old from Memphis. Approached me while I was shopping for produce. Asked me to help me get my grocery bags in exchange for glazed donuts. He looked like he'd been turned down a hundred times. He looked ashamed, hungry, and broken. And in his heart, which screamed aloud, yes, he basically took him in and started buying all that stuff. So then um, they had so much fun getting cereal and chips and frozen veggies, pizzas, and all this different kind of stuff. Um, all of them, that, and while doing this, Young Chauncey was telling him how he gets straight A's in school. He wants to get a job to help his mom pay rent. And Matt thought that Chauncey was amazing. He kept, and Chauncey kept calling himself poor and how he wanted to be healthy, excuse me, wealthy one day, own his own business, so he could, could help other people in his neighborhood and buy them groceries just like Matt was doing for him. So he gave him a ride home, right? So he didn't have to take the bus. When he got to his house, he was very humbled. He and his mom had nothing. They didn't have beds. They didn't have furniture. They were sleeping on pads made out of sleeping bags. They had two lamps. They had nothing in their fridge. His mother was very sweet, very fragile, and he could tell that she had some sort of physical and or mental disability that made her shake and made walking very difficult, and he thought he was going to cry at the sight of all of this. He started a GoFundMe page for young Chauncey to help Chauncey raise money to buy, the, to buy a lawnmower so they could use it to make money and support his mom. The story went viral. His GoFundMe page um, uh, brought in more than $300,000 for Chauncey and his mom. I was going to say, yeah, how many millions of dollars did they raise yeah, for this? 300000 yeah. You know, great. 
That's awesome. I just love these kind of stories. And you know what? This young man, Chauncey, sounds like a fine young man who's going to grow up to be a finer young man. And I just, I just find it beautiful. I love this. I love this totally. I love seeing people happy. I love seeing people make money. I love seeing people healthy because if everybody around me was like that, personally, my three-foot theory, I know it'll all come back to me and fulfill me in my life. So I love this story. Love this story. That's it for me, guys. Sammy, what's up? That's beautiful. You know, you brought up um, seeing something on uh, 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 the thing that we were just talking about watching. Have you seen on Amazon Prime Hannah, the TV show Hannah, the series? The one that's made after the movie that was released. Yes, I plan on watching it. I have not watched it yet. You're going to love it. Really? Yes. I like it. Oh, my God. One of the best. uh, I think it's eight episodes. The last one, the finale. Hands down, one of the best finales I've seen. Really good. The show is so good. I'm like season two, season two. Okay, I'm, so- I'm, I'm going to be actually be working tonight. I'm going to check it out tonight, Sammy. You would love it. Okay, and the other one I want to recommend from the world of TV is Narcos Mexico. Oh, I was, yeah. I was glued to Narcos the first for the first uh, one that was released, which obviously dealt with Pablo Escobar and all the stuff going down in, in South America. But Narcos Mexico is just as awesome and just as good with really fine acting. So you'll be glued to this if you, if you like this kind of story. It's just very fine acting, very good story. And all um, depicting history, depicting real-life situations that occurred. So I found it very, very interesting. TJ, what's happening? Anything with you? Got anywhere to go this week? No, I'm, uh, I'm at home for a while. So just enjoying the uh, rising temperatures here in Southern California and uh – yeah, that's about it. Yeah, well, I'm enjoying the rising temperatures too. It's getting very, very nice. Sammy, you got to come down to uh, the new house, which you haven't been yet. Got, got the pool in and everything. Love to have you down with some of your friends. We'll pick a, a Sunday, have Brian over, and we'll do some brunch, and we'll have some fun at my house. And TJ, if you can make it, you'll be invited also. Sounds good. I hey. can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, that's it for me, guys. Sammy, let the audience know where they can find you and anything else you want to let us know about. Uh,. Facebook, it's Sammy Phillips, S-A-M-M-Y. Twitter, The Single Life. Instagram, Sam's Pajama Party. And that's about it. Fantastic. TJ, anything? Uh, you know, at TJ DeSantis, all social media platforms I'm there. Uh, I'll be back next week with you, Buff. Fantastic. Look forward to it. Always do, TJ. Great partner and great co-host for the show. 11 years, baby. And Sammy, you're at least 10 of those, aren't you? Yeah. Wow, it's amazing. I, I'm still, I still am blown away by that when I think about it. Absolutely you know, blown away. You know what I can't believe? I saw a picture of Henry mm. and Kristen mm-hmm. not that long ago. And I remember the last show that we did together, you were talking about how he's super tall and like taller than her or taller than you or taller than freaking someone. Yeah. So I'm like, this was a child not that long ago. Oh, my God. He's huge. It's, unbelie- <laughs> it's unbelievable. I know. It's amazing. And he's so good looking, too. It's oh, my female. God. They're both gorgeous. Yeah, they are. My Rupert's my, my little Bam Bam, I call him. He looks like Bam Bam from the front. Yeah. <laughs> he's hilarious. Yes. Those kids crack me up. I love those boys. Been a pleasure being there. It's uh, like a second dad to those two boys, a big part of my life and helping raise two boys my entire life with the wonderful, wonderful Kristen, of course. Of yeah. course. All right, everybody, uh, check me out at uh, Twitter, at Bruce Buffer, Instagram, at Bruce, at Bruce Buffer UFC. Thank you for all the, the voiceovers and the videos coming in. We had a record month in the month of March, and April is looking to actually surpass that. It just keeps getting busier and busier. 
And we're very happy about that. Kristen takes care of everything, my right arm and my company. I want to wish everybody a great week. Sammy, love yeah. you, honey. Have a love wonderful you. week. TJ, love you like a brother. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. Everybody out there, treat everybody with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn as much as you can about them. So when you set on that path, you are the best you can be by doing and performing the best you can. Because then you're a winner. No matter how much you get to the level of winning, it doesn't matter what you're doing in life. Just be honest, be strong, be the best you can be, and be respectful to everybody around you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another edition of It's Time Radio. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. The world has changed, and Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash Teams. The world has changed. And Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash Teams.